Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CF Podcast, episode number 435. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk football for two hours. Do you know how big a challenge that is right now to talk football for two hours? There's really not that much football stuff happening. Actually, there's a lot of stuff happening in football, and we get to trash Randy Ambrosi again because, hey, he is my favorite guy in the league to trash right now. And uh, Rod Peterson's often doing stupid, dumbass shit again, too. Got to love him. Uh, and actually, I do, but that's beside the point. We'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure. Okay, when oh, my goodness. Everything's getting back. Good, bad, and wonderful. Is this season going to happen? Are we up to see some football happening? I don't know, and I don't think so. But you never know, okay? Um, Ontario says that they're going to reopen all their sporting facilities, but they're not op- reopening the U.S. border. So that means that the CFL players uh, that are going to be go to their training facilities can only be Canadian. Unfair advantage? Prejudice? Can't call it racist because Americans are still really the same as we are. Uh, and we could call it prejudice because prejudice is a reality. Uh, a big reality, unfortunately. And uh, okay, so uh, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to talk some football. Do I have a rant? I don't have a rant. I'm just having, I'm still pissed off about this thing that's going on. And I don't know if we should, uh, we're not going to address that in this show, but you know what the hell. Uh, did here? Here's an interesting thing that I just found yesterday an idea that this happened. Okay. Did you know that? About 30 or 40,000 years ago, camels were in the Arctic of Canada, in the Arctic, in, in territories, uh, what is now none of it, Northwest Territories, the Yukon. That's where all the camels in the world were. And that's why their feet are really big and flat. It's for walking on the snow like horseshoes or snowshoes. And they're big humps on the back. Everybody says they're full of water so they can last forever in the desert. They're not. It's full of fat. And the fat tissue, it keeps them warm. And also, uh, they can eat off of it where they can't find any food up in the Arctic. And then they, like, migrated over the Bering, frozen Bering Straits and through Russia and down China, India, wherever, and uh, made their way over to the Middle East. And that's where they kind of hung out. And that's why we see them with all the Arabs all the time over in the, middle, in the desert in the Middle East and North Africa and stuff. Uh, but they all originated from Canada. I had no idea. And I said, you know, somebody told me this, and I went, bullshit, you're an idiot. And I went and Googled it and did a whole pile of research on it. And uh, indeed, everywhere I saw, I looked, they said they originate up in the north of Canada. Oh, fair. I had no idea. On that note, I'm going to open up the microphones and talk to all the people. Uh, Mark, good morning. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, camels. 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 You don't believe me. Either. Well, you have a hard time believing the fact. Yes. Very. They really did. Origin of camels. Google it. Origin of camels. 
Despite their strong association with Middle East and Africa, camels actually originated in North America some four or five million years ago. Between three and five million, oh, okay, I thought it was thousands, but it's million. Uh, they crossed the Bering Land Bridge to Eurasia and eventually migrated south. Great ancient camels roamed the Arctic. Okay. That's that's like right in Wikipedia. No, I don't know whether or not you do, but okay. Um, so what else? Uh, Science Daily. Where do they say that 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 North Africa developed? Uh, anyhow, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I had no idea. And congratulations on the two new additions. Who? You, oh, my, your wife. my foals. My yes. foals. Yeah, yeah. Four hours apart. It was a long fucking night. It was a long night. I got no no sleep. Oh, um, yeah, they're, and they're both really good, really healthy right now, and that's doing wonderful, and we've got eight more to come. Busy. Yeah. How quickly, Christopher, do they get up and walk? Um, Within an hour. Um, you, usually right? within about 15 to 20 minutes. They're very really? unstable. It's kind of like Bambi on the ice, right? But right. Um, they 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 are up and talking on mom within half an hour. Mm. Yeah. They need to. So, if they don't get nutri- nutrition from mom within the first hour, hour and a half, they're going to die. Mm. They they really they they deteriorate very very quickly and and you know you really gotta you gotta pay be paying attention because if you're not you lose them. So then, how much does something like that weigh when it comes out? I don't know. About yes. a hundred pounds, eight eight pounds, something like that. I think pounds? I can okay. pick them quite easily. Mm, okay. Okay. I have to bend over to pick them up. I'm not a real tall person so yeah they're, they're, I noticed it's, a, that. it's pretty cool yeah um so, it, it's so pretty cool told, watching them be born have i told you that well. with your with your little introduction about camels at the beginning of the show you've you've inspired me you know why you've inspired me why i'll tell you because my wife is freshly retired Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I told you guys that she's retired. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And, and she's 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 struggling to figure out what to do. Okay. Okay. And and part of it is, it's not nice in Calgary right now, so she can't work in the yard. And okay. Sorry number to hear two, that. It's quite nice here in Merritt. Number two, the COVID thing is stopping her from doing a lot of things. Obviously. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell her that. If she goes online, she can find obscure pieces of information, and she can she can amaze me every day when I come come home from work with one piece of obscure information. Okay. Do you know and, how easy that is to do? I know, I know, and I, she probably just, doesn't realize that. I just found so it. I'm going to tell her. I, I don't. I'm a I'm an old guy, same as you, right? And uh-huh. Old people tend to gravitate towards Facebook, okay? Now, yep. the younger generation thinks 
Facebook is for old people. Probably right. Um, they used Instagram. Okay. Right. So I'm, everything's I'm trying. I'm trying to learn Instagram, and it's a bit of a challenge because there's some cool things in there. And one of the things I'm following on Instagram is called Uberfacts, and they come oh, what, up with what? Uberfacts. Uberfacts. Okay. Like Uber the car. Yep. Right. And Uberfacts is on uh, is on Instagram. And. Uh, Hang on, I'll go. I'll go there right now because I can. Instagram, boom, 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 boom. and I'll I'll give you the last Instagram or last Uber facts that's up because they're kind of cool. I'm also a member of Redneck Nation and a few other things, but uh, Uber facts. Male ladybugs can spend up to four hours mating with a dead male before they realize something's wrong. <laughs> like a normal marriage. <laughs> <laughs> A study from Harvard School of Public Health found that people who ate spicy foods had 14% lower risk of death than people who ate spicy foods once a week. Hmm. Okay. An estimate of 0.0% of the world's population is drunk at any given time. I can believe that. So does okay. that mean I'm going to die early because I don't like spicy food? I can't eat spicy foods. I just absolutely cannot. Okay, here's like the next. Spicy food. Yeah. When you're upset or angry, silently talking to yourself in a third person can help you gain control over your emotions. Positioning yourself as a different person can help you get out of your own head, making it easier to view a situation clearly and calmly. I've been doing that for 50 years. Oh, I do that too. So, you know, I talk to all those uh, people that are inside me. I didn't know this. Pirates wore eye patches to have one eye adjusted for the top deck and the other adjust already adjusted for the darkness when they went below. Oh, that's actually smart. Yeah, but wouldn't they run into things? Because their depth perception would be off. I, I don't know. I got a buddy of mine who's only got an eye, and he drives. Scares the shit yeah, out of Yeah, I know, but I, does. I, had, I had a patch on my eye once for a week. Yeah. I, I remember I was at a bar, and I was stone-cold sober, and I was pouring my orange juice into my vodka, and all my friends were sitting there laughing at me because I was pouring the orange juice down the side of the outside of the glass. Because I had no death perception. So, yeah. okay. Here's the Those last Uber facts I'm going to give you here. Disney World okay. in Florida is essentially its own city with its own government. The company has the authority to open schools, create its own criminal justice system, open a nuclear power plant on its land in Florida. Powers that are typically reserved for city and county governments. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Uber facts for you. So, uh, okay. Charles, Will, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I did introduce Mark, and he's been very quiet. Mm-hmm. So, I'll seriously, do. did any of you guys know anything about these, these camps before? Have you ever heard anything no. like that? I knew that no. the pumps were, were made of fat. They weren't retaining water. They were for nutrition. Yes, on, I knew that, too. Not having food. I knew that, too. That, that, that's, 
that wasn't really news to me. But the fact that, um, yeah, they came from Canada, that blew me. I knew in the 1800s there were a couple of people that brought camels over for the gold in the Fraser Valley here, the Caribou Gold Rush, because the cow, uh, horses were having a lot of problems in the in the mountains and stuff. So they brought over camels to do it, and they were quite successful with that. Um, but that's as far, that's 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 all I knew about them being in Canada was was a hundred years ago, not three million years ago. Speaking of interesting facts, maybe you can tell me if this is right or wrong, sir, since you're one of these guys who know about these things. And Cody Fajardo is Quebec. not the number one quarterback in no, the no, NFL. No, you have some you have some Quebec background. I do. Do you know how much the federal government has given Bombardier in Oh no, don't even get bail, me going. In 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 bailouts and loans since 1966. I just wanted to confirm this number. I was wondering if you had any idea. It's greater than the GDP of most countries. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's way past that, according to the thing I heard this morning. And the number they were the number they were the number they were tossing around was fourteen billion dollars. Who was tossing that number around? It was a it was a football podcast. Okay, and they were comparing <laughs> what the Randy you know, the, the for, CFL winning one hundred and fifty million dollars to uh, Bombardier. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. And 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 you know I think Bombardier is a Canadian thing, right? Just like the CFL. <laughs> Canadian white elephant. I like the yeah. CFL, I guess. Yeah. Like the CFL, the Canadian White Elephant. Yeah. So I'm just. I, I personally, I think. Uh, uh, I, I'm never going to get this right. SN, SNC Lavalin. Yes. Yeah. Um, they they top it because uh, Harper literally gift wrapped them um, the Canu uh, nuclear reactors. Yeah, a three billion dollar company that they got for what twenty four million dollars. Yeah, that's about it. Right. I mean, absolutely overnight, Lavalin became a monster company because the Canadian uh-huh. government just gave it to them. So, would it be possible if Pierre Junior likes the CFL, could he turn the CFL into the NFL? Who? With money. Pierre Jr. Pierre Jr. Oh, it's not Pierre Jr. How can you call him that? Because I've always called him that. No, 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 no. That's Castro Jr. You you (laughs) can't call him. You can't call him Fidel Jr. Yeah, you can call him Trudeau because that's his last name. But his father wasn't Pierre Elliott. I mean, there's not a whole. Well, no, hell. I realize that, but I've, not a I've always referred hell. to him as as Pierre Junior or the Midget, one of the two. Okay, and yeah, so because I was a big Turtle fan way back when. Okay, just so you know, but I learned that sure. Sure. A turtle. I was a big Turtle fan. Yeah, a turtle Pierre, of what? Pierre Pierre Elliot looked like a turtle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> He was the 
this is a political show. We shouldn't really do this, okay? So let's. Yeah, but okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not you, gonna you fight about me, politics. You get me seriously I, going on this, and I, I can rant for a long time. I I, I don't know. Why do you anything think you brought really it up? So. Well, no, I, I don't <laughs> got like me off my game rant. now. No, it's okay, Christopher. I'm not going to talk politics with you because it's pointless. We'll never agree because I'm really not that into it, to be honest with you. Because I've tried to live a clean life and I've tried never to shoot anybody. And if I got really wrapped up in this, I probably would. So there you go. Yeah, you need to learn to control your emotions a little bit. I understand that. Yes. Yes. I I don't have any emotions, so I kind of, like, work on that. They do pop up in a while. Yeah, I know that. I get that. I get that. Especially, we could could talk about guns if you wanted to, but no, we're not going to do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm actually having a strong faith. One of my best friends in the world, okay? And she is all happy that these guns have been banned, and because uh, they're they're guns that are designed to kill people. And I'm going, see, this is where we're having a problem. Nobody should have a gun that's designed to kill people. I happen to agree with that. None of the guns that they banned were designed to kill people. So that's where my point is. So the, her point's mute, moot. She should be muted as well. Never mind. No, it's okay. She okay. says I should be gelled. So. Yeah, okay. But she's a friend of yours, right? <laughs> we, 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 you have. To, I, I'm very impressed that you have friends from all different angles of the world, I guess you could say. She's actually the one that told me about the camels. Hmm? Okay. So she's obviously retired and has lots of time on her hands, too. Uh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. But that's okay. <laughs> but I, and so have you figured out Instagram yet? To me, Instagram means exactly like that. Exactly that. Everything's instant. Yeah, and then and it, it disappears. disappears. And it disappears. Yes. So there's no history unless right. you save it. Which says says a lot about the young people today. So... Mm-hmm. Short attention span. Yeah. Yeah. So, just saying. Hey, I'm getting text messages right now from my wife who's upstairs and she can hear me. And she just started laughing that that I I said I'm not an emotional person. And she said, "You're you're more emotional than me. And you're my best friend. And, and, and she said, I am. Anyhow. Yes. Anyways, my I, wife is I, my best all friend. Know this. So there's no doubt about that. We all that. know this about you. We all know this about you, but we didn't di- dispute it because we don't want to argue with you because you're very emotional. And Fuck off. I'm not emotional. I, I don't even know your wife, and she's right. So. Anyways. Okay. Hey, I'm just getting in trouble all over the place. She's giving me a very, very stern, red, angry face with eyebrows going down in the middle. <laughs> I am in deep doo-doo now. Okay. 
So what are we going to talk about now? So let's talk about football. I can't get myself in trouble talking about football again. Oh, yes, I can. You never know. Uh, okay. Randy Ambrosi meets with the government to request, request, request federal assistance. Good. Because everything that they looked at first, as far, made him look like a total idiot. Hopefully he can uh, go and meet these people without sticking his foot in his mouth too much. But I, I understand there's a couple of problems, and there's um goes down to segment three, which includes that, is there's a couple of MPs out there who are really having issues with the federal government giving the CFL money if the money's going to American players living in America. And I happen to agree with them. And the players are weighing in on it now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, uh, nothing but a bad thing. No, absolutely no. not. It just cannot be good for anybody, but... I happen to agree with it. Why should the federal government be helping out the Canadians on doing this and the money goes south of the border? Anybody? Well, because they won't let them come through the border because they've closed it. Yeah. Good. If you, op- you, if you, if you open the border and told them you come here and you'll get money. If you don't come here, you don't get money. Then that's their choice. Yeah. And it's a precedent set with the NHL, too. <laughs> Who does this first? Correct. But at the same time, do the American players, when they're playing up here, do they not have to pay Canadian income taxes? They do. They do. Okay, so they're the... Pardon? They do. Yeah, Okay. So there's a thing there is saying, okay, well, we pay income taxes to the Canadian government. Why, in this situation like this, do we not get money back from the government when we've been paying into the government? Okay, Carl, and I'll this, ask you. This is affecting our jobs. Okay, and I make money in America. I have to pay money in America, but they live in Canada. Do you think Donald Trump's going to give one iota of uh, compensation money? No, probably not. No. no. Okay, so let's put the shoe on the other foot and see how it would work that way. And then go, hmm, okay, so that we're not real bad guys by doing this. Okay? Now, if, if, if it's an American player and he lives in Canada in the offseason and he trains Canada in the offseason and he is called this is his home because this is where he works, okay? No different than somebody who goes to... How do you ready to work on an oil rig or a refinery or whatever else? If it's their home, if that's where they stay all the time, even when they're not working, right? they're considered expatriates. Are they, is he now it, basically a landed immigrant in Canada or here on a work visa down in the States on a green card? Uh, and pays taxes and lives here and kids go to school here and calls this his home. I'm all over it. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. But if somebody comes in here, plays a couple of games of football, grabs a paycheck, and runs back to America, oh. Oh. but what about somebody no... like Mike Riley? What about Mike? Who Riley? lives in the states in the off season? Yeah, and has two Canadian kids. Yeah, there's there's a gray area there. 
But, but, but his Canadian kids aren't in Canada. But they're Canadian. So be it. Canadians. Don't. I, 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 I'm sorry. They're they're in an American system. They're they're Americans for all that types I, of purposes. I wish. I wish there or is there a stat out there that tells you what percentage do stay here and what percentage go back there? Well, I'm sure there is. It's just one of those. Things I mean, we only ever we only hear ever hear about the Derek Dennis's and the James Wilder who complain about how much money they lose when they go back to freaking America. So stay in fucking Canada and you won't lose the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But here's the other thing, though. It's the league in total that's asking for the um, for the assistance, not the teams themselves or the players themselves. You can't. The government said you. The government can't just say, "Okay, we're going to give you this money," but you can't give it to those people because once you give them the money, it's their money to spend the way they want to. You can't just say to this, "Okay." We'll give you the we'll, – and what are they going to do? Is the CFO going to have to account for what they spend the money on? That's the thing. And the other thing is if it's a loan as opposed to a handout of the gain, I don't think that the government can dictate what they do with the money in that case either. If the league is going to pay it back. We all know they're not. Okay, it's going to start out as a loan, and and in two years, three years, four years, they're either going to default on the payments or they're going to ask for amnesty or forgiveness or whatever you want to call it, and the loan will be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Right? We all know that that's how the game is played. Right. We've watched it so many times. Okay? So I was going to ask you, Christopher, if there is no CFL season this year, okay, are you going to go to the federal government and ask them for, I don't know, a buck fifty to keep us going? Who? You mean to keep the, the podcast Our, going? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It cost me, it cost me $54 a month. Okay. So okay, that's, so, you know, so, $600, well, $700 a year. A lot of people are saying that the CFL has tripled their ask, so maybe we should ask for $1,500 or maybe $2,100. What do you think? Maybe. There's some merit to that. I mean, let's face it. Let's Talk CFL podcast is an institution in this country. Uh, That's what everybody says. We're essential. It is. never mentioned but I, I don't understand. They never mention our name when they say everybody's a member of the Canadian Podcast Association. We're never mentioned, so I guess we're not a member, eh? Yeah, they well, never, never bring us up. I've never joined. Mm. I don't know if you have to pay money to join, do you? I don't think so. I, think you just I, I don't know why, but I don't know. I don't. Oh, we know they don't want us as a member. They never they want the best. No, they don't. Right. You know, how, how, how can they, they, you know, justify their existence if they, they compare themselves to us? Because just so you guys know, I'm a comparer kind of guy. 
No, and that's why not I, you, Will. Yes, that, that's no. why I listen to everybody's podcast, okay? Okay. And and I I think one are, we're one of the best, to be honest with you. No bias? The other ones, the other ones are just downright fucking boring. Yeah. There's the ex- odd exception. I I I, I kind of like the waggle. Well, well, yeah, but they're not. They're a professional podcast. They are. They they're are. Uh, they're professional. Yeah, they're not what we are. Yeah. No. I listened to a uh, certain podcast out of your province this morning. Okay. okay. Good and the only, the only reason <laughs> I listened to it was because they were they had Jordan Williams. And Farhan Lonji on, well, and I yeah, thought yeah. that would be kind of exciting. And I fucking near yep. fell asleep on my way to work this morning listening to it. Okay, <laughs> that's how boring it was. And the guy was like monotone beyond monotone. I know. <laughs> Funny as hell, isn't it? And I'm Are sure we thinking it's the same stories either? What's that? Are we thinking it's the same guy? I don't. I'm not sure. He had this long ass name. I can't remember what yep. it was. Yeah, this is the same guy. Yeah, that's okay. who it is. <laughs> okay. Will has like, ever listened to the Hodge Brothers? No. Out of Winnipeg? No, I, I haven't. It's a, the Hodge Brothers the podcast. Um, Hodge from Three Down Nation. Hmm. Him and his brother do a podcast during the season. It's specifically they they say it's about the CFL and specifically about the bombers. And if you ever want to hear a Homer podcast, <laughs> it's hilariously bad. Is it as bad as some of their articles? It, the Homerism is just over the top, over the top. It's awesome. like that one from Regina. That's that, that, and they keep trying to yes. post on our Let's Talk Facebook page, and I'm just going yeah. no. Not gonna happen, guys. So, did you have you guys checked out this chick throwing the the, the football on a, on the Let's Talk CFL page? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she throws it about ten yards, pretty accurately, pretty good all the time. She, can, I bet you, she can out throw Matt Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> that's we not know exactly she can out. The, that's not exactly we know she the biggest. <laughs> We know she can out throw uh, Marcus Crandall for sure, <laughs> and she's got nicer ass. Okay, so you know, hey, what can I say? I've never looked at Marcus Crandall's ass. So exactly my point. If it was a nice ass, you would have checked it out. Yeah. Anyways, so. And I, I mean, I do listen to the Horseman Radio podcast because they're just fucking retarded. Okay, I like those guys a lot. Well, okay. I know, I know the one guy from there. I've met him at Grey Cup. Yeah. And and you probably saw one of them was on the Canadian version of Big Brother there, Charles. That's the, that's the guy I met. Okay. I try to like his right. name escapes me right now, um, but I that's he's, the guy. He's I the met. leader. He's yeah. the leader. So, and they're the ones who brought up. They're the ones who brought up Bombardier this morning. So, speaking of radio, so, if you guys are bored on yes. a long weekend, CJOB is going to be replaying the last home game 
Well, why would we want to listen to this? And they're doing the Western Semi, the Western Final, and the Grey Cup. You don't get CGOB in BC. I just, I just got <laughs> an invitation. Get I just got an invitation from the Stampeders for Friday night to go on something called a virtual tailgate party. Oh God! And they're going to watch the 2008 Grey Cup. Which is on TSN this weekend. So. The BC Lions did something similar last week with uh, G Roy, the game where G Roy uh, broke uh, Milt Steagle's record. The Lions okay. did uh, a thing like that last week. Uh huh. Oh. I probably won't participate, but I got an invite. We're going to probably do oh, a real tailgate. For what? Yeah, well, Jared needs the... some place to drink, right? The bars are closed. Uh, we won't be able to drink at that one. It's not exactly going to be walled off for a tailgate. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, we're just going to go and tailgate out front of the stadium on the what was supposed to be the home opener. I see. <laughs> Holy fuck, so Winnipeg hasn't changed. Anyways. Nope. So we spend the night eating and drinking in a parking lot. Pretty much. <sighs> Somebody's going to bring their TV and we're going to watch uh, the Great Cup game or something like that. I'm just going to go and eat and come back home. Hey, let's face okay. it, the Great Cup game of all times that we should watch over and over and over again is 2009. Okay? Oh, agreed, agreed. At least the last Absolutely. What, three, four minutes. They did replay that game. It's actually kind of boring. Just skip right to the end. Just watch the last three or four minutes. And it's awesome. If you want to watch the last three or four minutes of any game, well, then watch the um, Western semifinal from last year. Watch the last minute. Just to watch the ball hit the goalpost again over and over and over. It, when, when was it on? I got to go back to the CFL and go schedule. And uh, what was it, 2015? Hang on here. Oh, where is it? Nope, 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 nope. 2015, we've got to go up here. 2016? Could be 2016. I'm pretty sure it was. What are you trying to find what? now? The 2016 Western semifinal game was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing game. 2016 Western semifinal. Go watch that game. Oh, yeah, I agree. I love that game. I was there. I, I broke my hand at the game. Okay? I broke my hand at the game. That was the Up high in, point of Jonathan Jennings' career. I was up in the up in the the uh, orange club, uh, the orange club, orange club, and it, they have a very low sling in there. And BC won the game on the last play of the game, and I jumped up in the air with my fists clenched, and I broke it hitting the concrete ceiling. Oh, it hurt so much! And ow, I, what's that? Ow, I said, yeah, ow. Yeah, yeah, very much. And there was some, I, I bet, you know, the first first time that I met Will, he, out, he he wanted to wager me something on something, right? And what did I say to you, Will? 
Do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. You don't bet. I said I, I said I don't bet us against my religion, and and that actually right. shut people up right away because nobody is going to challenge somebody's religion. I, I I'm basically an agnostic, so it it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, but it works for me, okay? And uh, it shut him up. But Jared was bound to determine he wanted to bet me his house that the Winnipeg Blue Bombs were going to beat the BC Lions. And I said, said, Jared, I'm not... Jared? Jared Zaneway. And I said, what am I going to do with a house in Winnipeg? And and I said, no, I'm not betting you at all. You know, it's not going to happen. And because I don't bet on things. It's not a sure thing. If we're going to argue right now, if we had an argument right now and I said camels came from northern Canada and you said no, I would make the bet because I know I'm But if I didn't know that yet, I wouldn't make the bet because I could lose. And I don't like to lose. So I wouldn't make, I don't bet on on sports events because I have no idea, you know, especially the CFL, any team can win any game. Do, so, do uh, the day we had the conversation about the bet and that was your reply. You know what I thought in my head that day? What? Oh no, I know another fucking Jehovah Witness. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's not that's not who I am. Definitely not. But uh, and, I've had some several. Did you guys speaking of Jared Zainwich? Did you guys happen to catch the clip he put on Facebook two weeks ago? Which one of him in a of him in a cab after the Grey Cup in Calgary this year? No. And and he is he is drunk out of his mind. <laughs> that's most. And the days. poor cab. The poor cab driver is sitting there like, what the fuck is this? I think he was playing with his air freshener or something. It was it was quite amusing. Yeah. No, I, so, I did not see that one. I'm sure Mark I think he also sees everything posted, that Jared puts uh, Yeah, I think he also posted a video, if I'm not mistaken, of himself at the, at the Grey Cup game crying or something like that, if I'm yes, not mistaken. He, he did a lot of that, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just give a big shout out to Chase and 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 what's his face who didn't Jared. try and track me down in Calgary. So, mm. which was probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. That was a one and done year. Two thousand sixteen. The team who yep. won the, the semifinals won game, lost in the finals. Yes. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, you know. It, it went it went the way that it was expected, right up, including the Ottawa victory over Calgary in overtime. The Lions right. got crushed next week by Calgary. Oh, oh yeah, they did. 42-15. But yeah. the 32-31 win, BC win over Winnipeg was, was priceless. That was a... It was a really good football game. It was. It was. It was a very good football game. It brought the Lions were actually down by double digits at one point in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were down eleven nothing. Yep. And then back the end end of the half, it was four. uh, It was uh, what? 
20, 25-12. And then BC that. came back to win. They blew it. Winnipeg blew a 25-12 to 12 lead. Yep. And, the whole, and BC the first thought, half of that game. And BC that, thought they were well on their way with that starting quarterback named Jonathan Jennings. And then yep. the wheels fell and, off. The next, next week, reality hit home. No, but the next yeah. year, the wheels fell off big time. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, Nobody expected them to win a great cup that year, although it would have been fun. But, yeah, Wally, de- Wally designated him the starter at the end of the season, even though Lule hadn't come back, you know, hadn't come back. And I'd go, how do you do that? How do you do that? Anyhow, okay, so back to this uh, Randy Ambrosi meets the federal government. And should CFL players, especially American players, receive any off-season or any any money from the Canadian government. Mark, what's your thoughts? I'm torn on it. I, I see the, the players' points, especially players' association, if they are. Now, they haven't said anything about it, but that's where I'm going to assume it would be coming from. I can see their point in getting the money, but I'm not a huge fan of sending money away like that. Because it's not staying here to help the economy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this money isn't really to help you survive through this time, although it's important. It's it's also to help start the jumpstart the economy by Canadians yep. spending money in Canada for Canadians. Yep. Right. And, and, and it, it, it's a stimulus for- package. When Will was asking about the percentage, I would say only about 25-30% of the players stay here. It's the older guys that will stay. The young guys are going back home to the family. Well, yeah, because they, they live with mom. They don't need money. Yeah. You know? They don't need and as the much older money. Guys, the ones that do stay here are the older ones that have gotten jobs and basically have become Canadians anyway. Yeah, and a lot of times well, they've married Canadian women too. So yep, yep. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. That if you are, um, you know, if you've got a job and you're doing the same thing year in, year out, year in, year out, it just becomes easier to stay there. You've got stability. I understand a rookie coming to Canada and, and after year one, not knowing whether he's got a year two. Why would he take a permanent residency? Yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with him going home to Ma. But, you know, we've had this discussion with our, our good friend David Benefield so many times where he's complaining about the, the minimum wage for players in the CFL and how dare us pay professional athletes this small, piddly amount. And I'm going... The kid's 23 years old. How much money does he need? He lived with mama. You know, he's making $55,000, $58,000 a year. He goes, well, that's Canadian money. And I says, I know a lot of people who don't make $58,000 a year, and they're not rookies. And also, don't forget, a lot of times... And I know one in particular, I won't mention his name because I don't like to divulge these things. This person, and he is Canadian, 
And part of his contract is he gets a housing allowance. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so they don't even have to pay for that. So... uh, Yeah, but the housing allowance is actually part of the salary cap. Right. Okay, so that's considered just his income. So, you know, it's a way around the minimum income. Okay, right. at $55,000 plus a living allowance. The way they, get, they can get around the minimum wage, okay, but because you can't, you know, you can't pay them less than that plus a living allowance. So to call it a, to call it a living allowance means that it's less taxation on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it's just I'm giving you this bucket full of money. And we're going to call it some of it from here and some of it from there and some of it that. This is tax-free. This has taxation. This is your regular taxation on this. Okay? And that's mm-hmm. how they do it. It's just a different way to skin the cat. So, yes, he gets a living allowance, but it's just his, this is what his wage is. We're just calling it, it's, it's calling it something else. It's just It's just semantics. Yeah, but they're paying for something that most of us have to pay for right from our living allowance from our wages so, or from from our wages sorry so it's right. basically a way to give almost a way to give additional salary basically well yeah. basically this this person in particular first year player he made $80,000 this year yeah if you include all that stuff yeah yes yeah not bad for a 22-year-old guy. No I know. Kidding. So, but yeah, as far as, you know, American-Canadian money, you know, one of the things they brought up on that other podcast I was listening to this morning was, what is the what is the budget, the Canadian budget for helping people out during the pandemic? It's like $150 billion or something like that, is it not? Okay. Something. And the CFL wants $150 million. Mm-hmm. Which is, That's... I'm sorry, a drop in the bucket. Well, 0.1%. Right. So, But they're just I, one I company. True that. Through that, I could go on, go in, go on about what the federal government is giving other people who come from different countries when they come here, but I'm not going to get into that because that would just get me in trouble. So Here's the other thing I wonder about: we know that there's been Canadian government bailouts of other um, companies throughout throughout the years. Do we know for a fact that none of that money went to Americans that lived in America that have connections to the company? Probably well, not. Here's here's the kicker that I want to throw at you. Okay, how much how much money in subsidies, tax allowances, and downright gifts have the Canadian government given to the oil industry in Alberta? Mm-hmm. Okay, just. Uh, Ballpark it. You want to? Oh God, billions probably. Billions. I don't know. I don't know the exact, but billions. Well, but I'm but I'm thinking. I heard it was. The Canadian, I heard it was twenty-four Canadian, billion dollars. 
Okay. okay. The Canadian let, let me finish, Will. Let me finish, Will. Okay. Okay, hang on. Okay. Okay. 70% ownership of the Alberta oil sands is foreign owned. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we've given $24 billion to foreign owned companies. Uh huh. And Alberta is demanding more. Their industry sucks. Right, but the federal government is going to save all that. The federal government is going to save all that money now because there is no oil. (laughs) Oh, but these companies now are 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 running for cover, and we're going to get stuck with the ecological cleanup, the ecological disaster, the environmental catastrophe that's going on in Alberta right now is is going to sink the province if Alberta's responsible for it. that that country that that province will be bankrupt if they have to clean up the oil sands they Aren't can't afford already? to do it yeah you pretty much are just saying so these foreign companies in here take our natural resources take the money run away and leave us with this map mess. I don't know. I I could discuss this further, but it's way above my pay grade. I don't know enough, and okay, it'll just get so you hot. And me too. Let's let's move so, move on. We've we've kind of gone past the, beat this the, to the death. federal government. Should the federal government give the CFL any money? Will? Yes. Charles. I'm going to say yes. Mark? Yes. Okay, it's unanimous. We all agree on this one. Okay? Just depends on what they do. I think that it, it the money shouldn't be going to the players. I think the money should go to the companies to survive. That's my only take on this. I would only give the CFL enough money to keep the teams afloat, the league afloat, for this season. The players? Yep. Okay, you got laid off. I'm but sorry. does that but does that include paying the players? No. The players shouldn't be paid. Oh, okay. Okay? So That's right now you're going to have a problem. I well, maybe I am. First off, the players they in a layoff situation, they can now apply to the government for money, just like Mark did. Okay? Cuz they're Canadians, they're landed immigrants, they're, if, they're here. What? Not American players. Say not if they're then American go players and go home and you deal with whatever happens happens in America. Okay. You're you're an American. Okay Let your that. country take I'm okay care with of you. That. I'm okay. okay with that. If a, if there's a Canadian living in Canada and he's laid off, then he can apply for a compensation package from the government. It's not yeah, up to the CFL. It's not up to the CFLPA to to give them money and to fulfill a uh, an employment agreement on, on a product that doesn't exist. So to cut them out of the money entirely, would that not lead the CFLPA into pushing for 100% free agency next year? Everyone. No, you're suspending the contract. Not their contracts are null and void. They don't have a contract. They haven't been paid. Yeah. The the, and, the and I was only... reading the thing. 
online. What is it? A lot of legal lay, You can only lay people off for two months or something like that before it becomes a permanent layoff. Is that correct? No. So then correct. once it's a once it's a permanent layoff, then can't you go look for a job elsewhere? I.e., be a free agent elsewhere. Yep. Depending on the contract law, supersedes this in sport. Contract law does supersede it. But in the CFLPA but the um, CBA is binding, and in that CBA it states about the league shutdown and their free agents. If the if, if the league suspends operations, yeah, but the league is not suspending operations. They, we were talking to a guy in one of the Toronto newspapers who's a, a contract lawyer and said it would take forever. The CFLPA would lose, but it would take five or six years to get through the courts. Say yeah. goodbye to the CFL. And the league would collapse at that point. There is no Say chance. goodbye. They, they, okay. They, okay. They, they'd literally be arguing against themselves because there'd be yeah. no league to come back to. Okay, so here, here's the deal money. here. Listen, here's the scenario for you, okay? I'm okay with that, okay? Okay, let's make every CFL player a free agent immediately, okay? Yep. Let them go, okay? Too bad. We're not fulfilling your contracts. Goodbye. Go do what you want, okay? Now, the CFL has been known as an old boys club. They have always been known as an old boys club, Correct. Yep. Yes. So if the nine owners can sit around a table and agree that they will not sign any player from the CFL unless they were previously signed to that team the year before. So they will only offer now it so if Mike Riley decides, well, I want to go to Winnipeg Winnipeg that will not refuses to talk to him. Would that not be collusion? I was just going to no. say, then you're going to get into collusion area. No, it's not. Sure it does. How well, does it? No, it's not. How is it? It's not price fixing. This is there's, well, you there's nothing the matter with first. that. You got to prove it first. And again, there's something else that sits in the courts for years. But you know what else I wouldn't have a problem with? There's no CFL. When Christopher was what Christopher was saying was, you let everybody go. Okay, even if there's no collusion, every CFL team has the same salary cap, and they just sign who they can sign, and it's probably yep. going to even itself out. Yeah. I'd probably I, I'm, be good I'm, with that. I, I would be fine with this. Let them go. If they want to whine and cry and, 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 and have a pity party, fly at it, right? I'm the first person to say, you know what? You don't like it here? Go somewhere else. You don't like the rules in Canada? Go play in America. Go play in Germany. Go play in Austria. I don't give a shit. You don't want to be here? Don't be here. And if they did that, Christopher would have a better chance of his dream coming true. Which would be? Bo Levi in BC. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You didn't see that coming? (laughs) 
But you know what? He, he would never come to BC. BC doesn't have an O line. But the other thing I thought about there is that let's say they do that and they make all the CFL players uh, free agents. A, there is no guarantee at that point that the players are going to get the same amount of money in the contract that they had previously. In fact, there's probably highly likely they don't because the CFL's revenues have been shot to hell because of this coronavirus. And B, there are going to be players who had contracts for a year, maybe even two or three, that aren't going to get contracts, period, and you're going to put those players out of a job. Uh-huh. So, good job. Uh, you screwed a bunch of your members over because you were being stubborn. So, it's not it's it's a slippery slope for the players because if they try to do that, it could backfire. At least for some of them. Unless you're an essential service, strikes don't help you. No. Okay. The only the only industry, only company, only thing that ever worked, in my opinion, that's to, for strikes that actually worked for the people, the post office. No, nobody else benefited, you know, and I, I laugh every time I drive past the casino up here uh, because they were on strike for a year, almost a year out, up, out here. They go back to work and three months later, they're shut down because of this COVID-19. They're never going to recover financially. No. Never. I don't care how much you got in your contract. You're never going to recover from that. So, No. Strike. The only people that win strikes are, are essential service government employees. Because they, they're forced back to work and the government always is forced to pay them what they're, they're, they're requesting. It, it's blackmail. And, you know, I somebody posted something on the Internet the other day about a, a three-tiered elevator where the people had to squat down or, or sit on their butts because the elevator section of the elevator was only like three feet high and there was three of them on top of each other and these guys were going down a mining shaft and this is coal miners from the early 1900s and the caption was, don't ever tell me that unions didn't make it better for workers, right? And I go, yeah, they did. When it was important, when it was a need, it's not a need anymore. And, oh, my God, am I about to get hate mail? Even Neil, I think, is probably going to give me hate mail on this one. Okay. I'm so done with unions. Okay, moving on. Can we move on, or do you guys want to talk some more about <laughs> Well, we spent an hour on the first topic, so sure. Yeah. Well, first two. Yeah, we can move. Two out true. of three. Yeah, okay. Well, we also two heard about three. camels. And camels. Yeah, that's true. Yes, camels. camels. We, 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 we had a little bit of fun with guns and uh, some Trump shit. And moving on, okay? Teams are slowly starting to reopen their training facilities. The sign that season may not be dead yet. Okay, first off, I think we already uh, did part of this, is that the province of Ontario has given sports facilities the okay to start reopening. 
but they refuse to open the border to America so American players can't come up. That kind of kind of throws a screw into it into the 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 whole situation there with the CFL, in my opinion, considering more than half of your players are Americans. I, Only the ones in Canada. It what? doesn't. It doesn't. It's a bit of both. It okay. is now. It's here, because of the NHL. Thing. It's because of the NHL. Because yeah. that monster is going to. Trudeau's already said, if. American players from the NHL come across the border, they have to self-quarantine for 14 days. And that's yep. all he said about it. They will be allowed across. Yeah, and the Canadian teams will play in Canada, and the American teams will have different zones yep. down in America, right? Exactly. And their players won't be going back and forth across the thing. And I totally agree with that. Americans can mm-hmm. come in here, and they can be quarantined in a university right. dormitory for two weeks, two to three weeks, a month. I don't give a shit. Before they can and they can interact with each other, but they can't interact with anybody from here. Okay, right. I'm totally yep. okay with that. I think that that's a great answer, and I've su- suggested that right from the beginning. Once they come in here and they self quarantine, that why can't they go to practice facilities? Why can't we start right. practicing? If they're if all players are in a lockdown, all of the staff are in lockdown. Why can't you do that? Okay. Yep. It makes sense to me. Now, here's some interesting statistics. Germany, who was in complete lockdown, has now opened themselves back up, and they've tripled the cases of COVID-19. They're in a mass epidemic right now. Okay? Because they opened the borders too soon. Or they opened the businesses too soon. But this is the thing, though, that I'm wondering about, because from what I understand, they basically fully opened up, as opposed to doing it slowly in drips and drafts. They just said, okay, we're done, open up. If you can do it properly, and I like what I've actually seen from the B.C. government and, I guess, from other governments there, you're doing it on like a, in stages. You can't, you can't open it up all at once. It's not going to work. You're just going to spike in cases. You've got to do it gradually, and this is, I think, the difference here. Germany did open up, but they just basically opened the floodgates and say, go, go for it. And of course, it's going to spike. You can't do it that way. You got to do it slowly. There was an analogy that I saw, and I thought I'd posted it on my Facebook page, but I didn't. And it was absolutely priceless. Uh, I I missed it. Maybe it's in my photos here, and I never got around to it. We'll have to get rid of Instagram and Uber facts here. We need to just do an Uber facts uh, uh, podcast. That'd be interesting. There's a lot of stuff. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Nope. I do there will be an agreement the... made. There will oh, be an agreement course. made with the government yeah. about letting the players over. So, uh, I, I copy things and, and save them and do this thing, you know, a little bit of this, and some of it's good, some of it's not. 
And they go, here's a, here's a statement for Will. Nothing brings a group of assholes together faster than something that's none of their fucking business. How true is that? Could you repeat that? You were a little garbled the last two words. Oh, sorry. I said, nothing brings a group of assholes together faster than something that's none of their fucking business. True that. That's true. True that. True that. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the other reason Ontario's got to get this started is because of the baseball. Yeah, they're playing all in the states right now, but eventually, they'll be, all the leagues will be wanting to play in their usual cities. Uh, they're Toronto, not rushing it. Toronto but. has to go. Toronto Blue Jays have to go to an American city and call it home yeah. for the and season. Stay there. Yeah, stay there. Yeah. Get out of Canada. They basically told them that. I do think you'll see an agreement made, though, with the government about bringing them over and whether it's testing them every day or at least taking their temperatures every day. Especially Winnipeg, the University of Manitoba is empty right now, completely empty. There's all those rooms they can be staying in. They can easily be quarantined in one building. Easily oh, yeah. Here. So... Iceland is oh they they have beat the coronavirus in Iceland and they're going to reopen the economy and the country on June 15th. So over a month away. And they say that anybody coming into the country will be tested for COVID-19. But it takes 3 days for the test results. Mm-hmm. So how are they what what are they doing with these people? And, and at that point they're, they're, them, they're quarantined. They have to quarantine them until their test come results come in. That's the only way to do it. Where? How? How do you do this? Good question. They've got to figure out a place because you can't do it any other way. I mean, Iceland only has 200,000 people. I think there's more visitors in the country at any one given time than there are residents. Could be. It, it's huge tourism location. Okay? And a lot of them are Asians. Yeah, well, I don't know. Are you guys all doing the same thing, or are they starting to gradually open up on the 14th? Is that what the plan is in your provinces? Open up what? Things. Nothing's opening up in BC that I know of. Well, Carl? BC, they're starting uh, what they call, they were talking about it, they, they went into a uh, a restart of the... Um, restart the BC economy. They announced it last week, and they're doing it in four stages. Right. And I can actually pull it up here. And stage one, from what I've heard, is supposedly going to begin on May 15th, uh, which is this Friday. I'm going to... I actually... They're doing it very slowly and stuff like that, and they've got... um, I'm just trying to pull it up here. I actually... Here it is. So phase one, uh, we're actually technically in phase one right now, so, uh, right. where it's basically just essential services and businesses like grocery stores, gas stations, et cetera, et cetera. So phase two, which is uh, supposed to start mid-May, uh, um, 
uh, includes elective surgery, elective surgery, dentist, chiropractic, physiotherapy, child care, parks and beaches for daytime use, uh, restaurants, cafes, and pubs with um, uh, highly restricted um, regulations, hair salons, some more retail, in-person counseling, business offices, recreation and sports facilities, and then museums and art galleries. But apparently all of these places are going to have uh, considerable restrictions to them. And then starting sometime between June and September, they're going to move to what they call Phase 3, which is further restoration of services. Um, So they'll loosen more of the restrictions. And then Phase 4 are large gatherings, such as concerts, sports events, and stuff like that. And that's dependent on either a vaccine or some kind of treatment. So that's what they laid out last week. Okay, I have a question for you. Yep. If if there's a COVID-19 vaccine that is created, will you take it? Charles. Mm. I'd probably well, I'd probably want to do some research on it first. How can you? What what's there to research? No, that's the problem. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Mark, you didn't answer it though. I probably will. I'm not positive I, yet, but I probably, I probably will. will too. Will? Not a chance. Not a fucking chance in hell. I, I haven't had a vaccine since I was a little kid. I think I took something. I think I took something when I went to. I think I took something when I went to Cuba. That they suggested I take, but other than that, I haven't. Um, do not do flu vaccines because they are egg-based, and my wife is allergic to eggs, so that's why I don't take it. Um, no, I'm, 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 you know, and then again, if the government says you can't travel unless you have this vaccine, I might reconsider. But I don't know. The, the jury is still out on that. There's people we've been held that I'm going to take a vaccine that was created by oh, Bill we Gates. <laughs> well, we've already started our it's recovery not, program here. It's not going to happen. We started May 4th here. It's too soon, yeah, people. So do we. It's very partial. Like, um, restaurants are open for patio service only. And there's still physical distancing on the patios. Um, schools and all that, are they're done. They're not coming back this year. We already know that. They've started some elective surgeries that they've been putting off because... They basically stopped all of them. Uh, Retail has reopened, but it's very, very small. Like our largest mall, I think they said only 20% of the stores have reopened right now. They can't get staff to come come back right now. They're worried about it, plus they're making $2,000 a month to stay home. So (laughs) there's not a lot of incentive. Um, it's a very land hairstyling. Like they've already given out four or five fines for mostly hairstylists that were doing way more than <laughs> they were supposed to 
all of a sudden there was nails being done, which isn't allowed. Why? So it it's too close of a contact, or I don't know. This is just okay. the way the conservatives H- are doing it. Stupid. Hang on, I, I know, I know three nail technicians. Okay. Yeah. Before I know. any of this happened, before any of this happened, okay, they sanitize person's hand, they wear gloves, and they wear a mask. Yep. Okay. So hey, they, how they have an how is ta- that relevant? Here. They have there, an opened up uh, tattoo artist here. I, I wouldn't allow There's nowhere cleaner. to open up. Why not? There's nowhere cleaner than a tattoo shop. There isn't. There's Some nothing dirtier than a tattoo shop. Well, yeah, you're talking on Hastings. I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me to go to that. And, and those ones that are like that here, of course not. The guy I go to, you can eat off his floor. Well, what's your opinion of yeah. tattoos? I I like you know the same as yours, Christopher. What is it, Christopher? Would Don't you put a, put a sticker on a Ferrari? On a Ferrari? <laughs> no, sir. There's no ache like, on know, this body. About, talking I, about. I, tend, I also wonder why they ever closed dental practices because of that dental conference. Because yeah, that's where it all started. Have you guys ever been to a dentist? You don't get any cleaner. They've been wearing PPE for 40 fucking years. Yeah. Masks, glasses, gloves, the whole works. So. So it is a partial reopening, and then June 4th, they're reopening more. Um but again, right now, we still can only have gatherings of 10 people. No more than 10. In BC, it's six. Yeah. Well, we haven't had the cases. That's true. You well, have, you've had one of the least amount of anybody. Yeah. And and the other thing is they're opening malls in Alberta on the 14th or 15th. But part of the opening the malls, there's going to be, you can still only take out at food courts. You can't sit around. But... The thing is about retail stores, you can't use the dressing rooms, you can't try anything on, and you can't bring anything back. Yeah. Same thing here. How many people do you think are going to go there? Who's going to buy stuff if you don't know if it fits or not? Right. Excuse me? Have you ever seen the clothing department at Costco? (laughs) You got a good point there. They have full-time folders, so yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, not one person ever tried a thing on and cost. I've thought about it, dropping my pants and putting them on and drying it right there, just because they they don't allow you to. But seriously, yeah. So so please, that's not going to bother a lot of people. It's, it's why would it? Well, yeah, but at at a place like Costco, and it's the same with me anywhere. I can do the process of elimination. Okay. I'm not a small, I'm not a medium, I'm not a large, I'm not an extra large. So there's only one place for me to go, okay? Oh, extra large? Huh? Nothing. Yes. 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 That is correct. So, I mean, I haven't tried anything on for years because I know what my size is. It's pretty simple. 
And I mean, I, I've never thought that I should try on the $12 jeans I buy at Costco anyways. So, Because uh, they're, they're stretchy. Yes, they are. So, you know, they do <laughs> fit quite nice. Both. I do, What's too. What are they, they called? Ur- Urban Star? That's that correct. Yep. Yeah. And they yeah, all kinda... rip in the same place after two and a half years. Yeah, but you get two and a half years out of twelve-dollar pair of jeans. Come on, I know. Yeah. I know. You consider that a win. You're not paying ninety <laughs> bucks for a pair of jeans. I've got I've got six pairs of them. I wear I wear a clean pair every day. Okay. Yep. And then when I they rip, I actually have about fifteen pairs because God knows when you have to them during the day. When they rip by the right-hand pocket, which they do yeah. every two and a half years, I just throw them away. Yeah, and get another $12 pair. Absolutely. I I think I got three or four pairs up there that have little stickers and tags and everything all over them because I, yeah, I need them because I still have 12, 14 pair already in use, but I got three or four back up just in case. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Anyhow, uh, we're digressing again. We got to start talking football here. How did we get onto Costco? That was Will's fault. No, it wasn't. It was it was somebody else's. You're, it's uh, always your fault, Christopher. You're the host. It's not my fault. It's not. Uh, You're the host. Uninterested You're the leader. In SJ Green. Who is surprised by this? Wait a minute. This is that's not tonight. That you're going back a week. Oh, well, I'm yes, going. I'm on the wrong week. week. Okay. Yeah. I'll go over to section. Okay. 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 Travis Lule has left the BC Lions organization to the surprise of many. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Okay? Travis Lule lives in America. He lives, his, he lives every day of the year in America. Okay? He has, his home is in Lane, Washington, which is just over the border. He's actually closer to the Lions practice facility than most other Lions players. Okay, because it's only like a half-hour drive for him. Cross the border, take the Nexus Pass, boom, he's, he's in the practice facility, no big deal, right? So he can live in America. His daughter goes to his daughters go to American schools. Everything is peaching for him. He's not in Canada right now. He can't go to the Lions practice facility. He can't go to do his job. He can't do anything. And when you're a commission-based uh, commercial sponsor, corporate sponsor guy, um, he has no job. Okay, so he is actually selling his house in Washington and moving back to Oregon so that he can become part of his of the family business. Yeah, good for him. It's over. Football's over for him. If he so wants to stay on and be coach and work eighteen to twenty hours a day and never see his family, I guess he doesn't want to play that game. So not he right is now. going. Not right now. Right. I mean, this whole thing. COVID-19 and the, and the pandemic and the border closing and this and that has, has really taken, you know, made him look at what is available to him. And uh, good for him. I'm happy for him. I, I'm sad that he's part of the Lions organization anymore. We won't see him more in, in the short term, maybe long term. We might see him some in the future. I personally think he's got a, a, a future in broadcasting. More than he does in coaching, I don't. Think he's going to be would be a bad coach, but I really like him when he was guesting on TSN. 
and so that's the thing. Everybody says that, oh, man, this is, it, it, this is BC Lions' fault. Well, it's not BC Lions' fault. They don't have to, no, you know, you can't. Stupid. You need to hold on to your these type of people that are icons in your community. Yes, we do. Well, and you posed that. And I absolutely agree that we need to hold on to players like this. But only if they want to stay. And, and please understand, I said that before the story came out about why he was leaving. Well, I understand. And, but I agree with you. I agree with you. The BC Lions need to hold people like this in their organization. And they, they do. Jamie Terrace is there. David Benefield goes back and does things. A lot of the BC Lions are still in, in working with the organization. Right? No question about it. Mark Washington was there. Uh, it, it, the list is endless. Right? Yep. So I think the BC Lions do a very good job of keeping their alumni employed or involved in the community of football. Not everybody's a football play. lifer. No. No. No, no. That is correct. Of course not. Right? I mean, look at Marco Iannucci for an example in BC, okay? The, yeah. the guy has a degree from Harvard. He he works as a financial planner. He's always doing something with the committee outreach program for the BC Lions. He's still going and visiting schools. still doing this, that, and everything else. Good on him. Okay? He's still part of the community. And, and so be it. But like you said, not everybody does that. Some people just pack the bags and they leave. Right? And it might be good for him to get away from it and realize it for a few years. Yeah. Do the family thing. Yeah. And find out whether and or not you miss it. And then go, you know what? I'm ready again. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no reason that this is definitely permanent. He could uh, re, reemerge in a couple sure. years. So, I mean, there's no, I there's mean, no reason. Uh, how many Maybe. off-seasons has he been rehabbing? Oh. Seven of the last eight? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it, it's time for him to spend some time with his family and, and that and everything else, and I, I'm happy for him, and you know what, sad to see him go, but I I like the guy enough to wish him well. And I don't disagree with your comment, Will. It, I, I never took offense to that. E- even when we didn't know that, that what it was. I didn't right. think it was because... And he had a fight with, um, you know, Kirby or, or um, Campbell or anything. I just believe that it was uh, Travis's way need to move on. Yep. And good for him. So what, what eventually happens in a lot of these cases is somebody will end up in control of, let's take BC, for example, or Winnipeg or anybody, and they usually – they usually bring their buddies in from the yeah. years they played, Correct. and so on and so forth. Okay, and I'm That's sure why that'll happen. That's why most of it's in BC. That's right, and I'm sure that'll happen. That'll happen there. I mean, you look at there's there's many examples of that around the league, and and you wait and see. It'll eventually happen, and maybe Lule will be one of them, but maybe he will not. Maybe he just doesn't want to. Maybe he'd like to. You know, do his thing and coach high school football in Oregon or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and that's all he ever wants. Okay? Because, I mean, let's face it, to be a coach or any kind of executive in the Seattle, it's a pressure cooker. 
and it's a political game. And You're in the office you, at 5 a.m. Yeah. And it's yeah, well yeah, compensated. Yeah. You're, leaving You're not financially compensated the way that you should be. No. True. No. You're not. Until you're a head coach. You'll right. make a living, but it doesn't justify the hours. Right. Okay? I, I admire people that did this. I mean, I, I've lost his name right now. Uh, Charles, three years back, yeah. O-lineman o- coach. Uh, not O-lineman coach. Um, oh. We came from Calgary. We came met him at, at Spaghetti Factory. I wasn't at the Spaghetti Factory, the coaches' dinner. That was the one you I weren't? wasn't at. No. Uh, the coach. Are you talking to Razio? Yeah. No, 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 not the O line coach. This, he no. something else. You know, he, um, he was a. He was probably two tiered down from Derazio. Young guy, Calgary. Played for Calgary. Uh, was a Calgary coach. I have a friend of mine on Facebook, but unfortunately I have too many. I can't just go scoring through it. Uh, I get into arguments with them all the time about different things. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of funny. Um, but anyhow, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, he volunteered for a few years. Volunteered. Okay? Before they actually started to pay him, gave him a, an actual job. Hmm. Okay? I mean, that's dedication. I, I, I admire the junior coaches immensely for what they mm-hmm. do for their, their compensation level. It's massive. So, anyhow, that was just uh, kind of a point. <sighs> That's Travis. Travis has left the beach lines. Travis has left the building. I'm okay, sad because I, I, he's such a great lion. He is. He is. Uh, I still have – I'm a challenge by people who I, – I know a fan who is a huge – Travis Lulee fan. And I don't get attached to players. Okay? And I think we've had this discussion. I really don't give a shit who plays for my football team. I care about my football team. My football team was here when I came as a fan in 1971, and hopefully it will be around for a very long time. The players are no longer there. In fact, players that were five years ago are not really there. Okay? So, players that are currently there in five years will be there. Okay? So, I don't get attached to players because they're all going to leave. Every single one of them, without exception, is going to leave. Well, except maybe like Damon Allen. He plays forever. Um, so, I don't get attached to certain players. I know a fan of the Lions in her too, Charles, she yeah. tattooed her Cavaliers autograph on her. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that. I mean, I, I'm not going to call her out because I love the the woman to death. She's she's just a total sweetheart. 
But isn't what happens if Travis Lule, okay, instead of retiring, goes and plays to Saskatchewan? And you got the quarterbacks of the BC Lions signature tat, or to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tattooed. Do you think? Does this where BC Lions go die? Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I've got a Lions jersey, and I've always been hesitant to put a name and number on the uh, on it because there's so much player movement nowadays. Not like the olden days where a guy would stay in a team for eight, ten years. I mean, if a guy stays with a team for four or five years, it seems like a long time. Yeah, and that's, and, and, that's also that's also the reason I don't buy jerseys anymore because I've been uh, burned a couple of times. Guess whose jerseys I have? Who Jets jerseys I've have? Have Mark? Take a guess. Well, Hull would probably be one. No, I have I have a Vander yeah, Kane. Oh, I have a Vander Kane and Bufflin. Okay, like. Uh, well, at least Bufflin. Once that blows over, it'll be all good. Evander Kane. Oh dear. Well, no, and and the worst thing about the Evander Kane, the Evander Kane was given to me as a present. Okay, <laughs> my stepson spent probably three hundred bucks on the thing. Yeah. And he thought. He thought it would be good for me because it was. He knew I was a Bobby Hull fan, but he thought he'd go current number nine. And then they traded him the next year. Okay, and I, I have never, I have never worn that jersey. Did you know that? It's, it's, um, more often than not, as soon as you buy a jersey with a player's name on it, he does get traded that next year. Yeah, usually. it's just automatic. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's, Never I don't do that because guys come and go. Yep. So, well, I mean, I, I do I, have. I, sorry. Go ahead, Will. Go ahead. No, go. I no, do have. I mean, some of the ones I do have, Mark. I have a Jack Lambert jersey, and I got a Mean Joe Green jersey. They were lifelong Steelers, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. I've got Howie Long's jersey. He was a lifelong Raider. So. You know, and you can wear those forever because those guys were lifers, if you know what I mean. I yeah. have a problem wearing another man's clothing. Yeah, you say that all the time. Every single time this is brought up, you say that. We know, Christopher, we know. Okay. Yes, yes we do. There is an inherent problem with doing that. Okay. So if you want to put your own name on it, make something up. I did. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna, when I when I buy a BC jersey, this is what I'm going to put on it. What's the number you put on your beer me jersey? Point zero eight. Okay, I'm going to put point zero eight, and I'm going to put Chris on the back of it. Okay. <laughs> you get beat up. <laughs> you're don't be a fool. Because because. Because you're a lifer. You're a lifer as far as a BC line goes. You're a lifer, man. I can do your jersey. <laughs> yeah. Don't, no, don't be a fool. Okay, I won't be. It's dangerous doing that. You know the only time that I ever feared for my life in the city of Vancouver? 
No. When? You wear a bomber jersey? No, 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 no. I was wearing my Bruins jersey during the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2011. That's not smart. (laughs) I actually feared for my life. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyhow. But it's true, you know? But, yeah, whatever. Okay. This one confuses me. I'm going to actually go read the article a little bit here. Can we... uh, I'm going to see what is happening. What is going on in Ottawa right now? The headline says, Can the CFL afford to allow the Ottawa Red Blacks to fade away during this crisis? How are they fading away? Or, hang on. The the actual line here is, During Canada's Twilight Zone crisis, can we let the Red Blacks and the CFL fade away? Obviously, this is the Ottawa Sun. It's more based on strictly... Ottawa because it's their franchise. Uh, it's all about $150 million. Can we do this? Yada, yada, yada. Is the Red Blacks team in jeopardy? I think the the one of the main reasons why uh, this is coming up, especially in Ottawa, is because Ottawa has folded twice in the past. And you know, so you naturally you're gonna wonder, you know, is this team going to be able to survive? A team that's a city that's had issues with keeping a a CFL team previously. So um, is this just going to make it in danger? I think because of the history of the of CFL in Ottawa, I think that's in particular why this is um, coming up. That seemed to be what I thought about in the article. Well, if you look at uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who just completed a 3-15 and season, I, that stinger has to have a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Okay? You, you want to put this, you want the, uh, that is when you want the offseason to be the shortest. Yeah. Okay? Winnipeg right now is in their glory because they get the break up victory might actually last two years. Okay? Where the Red Blacks, they want... they 2020 season can't come soon enough. Okay? And the whole thing is, is just a terrible thing there. Um, also in 2019, they had the most amount of bad weather games than any other city in the CFL. So the fans weren't comfortable in their team losing in their own stadium. Does that make sense? Yes. Not only would the team suck, but the weather was crap. Yeah, and and that brings bad memories. If you're cold and wet and miserable, that that that's emotional scar. Yeah, but for me, I'm thinking, are, have they ever been a great CFL football city? Because they've gone down twice. Okay. Um, the first year they came back to the CFL, they sucked. Next yeah. year, they were good. Year after that, they won the Great Cup. Yeah. And then last year, they let their number one quarterback go. 
they let their number one no, receiver go. No, there was a year before, in between there where they were actually quite good. They made it back to the, the Grey Cup again. Right. Yeah, they right. got to the Grey Cup against again. Calgary. They lost Calgary. But then after that year, like last year, they lost their quarterback. How yeah. you let your marquee quarterback go is beyond me. Okay. Well, unless you number somebody one, better. Which they didn't. And they, which they didn't. They had Jonathan Jennings and Dom Davis. Yeah. Okay. Two guys that were both crap. Well, it and still then, blows my mind the Rogers got Rick Harry Joseph just after he was a Grey Cup. Right. How do you do that? So, so the team is going backwards right now, and I think that's a very slippery slope at Ottawa. Hmm. So, it's probably one of the reasons. Okay. Mark, what's your thought Eric. here? You're being quiet in the background. Um, it, I'm not positive how strong the fan base is in Ottawa. They were pretty spoiled right from the start. They had the really bad first year, but after that, they got good real quick. So it was easy to jump on the bandwagon. But let's face it, they were far and away the worst team last year. And now you have this, out of sight, out of mind, especially when the weather games, like you said, the memories you do have, this sucked. I don't know if I want to go back. They haven't been fans long enough. I'm not saying they're bad fans by any means. That's a loud building. They're good fans, but they haven't been around long enough to build a loyal fan base that can handle really bad seasons. You know, no, I always haven't. go back. I always go back to the Bombers with really bad football teams, but they kept the fan base somehow. When, when the Ottawa Red Blacks were, when Ottawa Red Black came back into the league, the the owners took their time building a yep. franchise. Yep. And they built a football culture. And they built a, um, a theme. And the people of Ottawa ate it up. And if you look at the games in Ottawa, this red and black Mackinac jersey the lumberjack motif that they wear back there. There's a lot of millennials in there. There's a lot of young 30-year-olds in there. There's a lot of young people in there. They cracked that in this league. Okay? They've Mm -hmm. done something that most other teams can't and haven't. Okay? I'm not saying... Saskatchewan and Winnipeg doesn't do that because they're multi-generational fans. Okay? We lost the fans in BC with the blackouts. It was absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay? And, and it's going to be so hard to get them back because such a chore for them to get to the stadium to go see the games. And Ottawa's turned that around. They have actually brought in the millennials and the fan base, and they've created a culture around it. 
And I don't think that's going to go away quite as easily this time as it did with the Renegades. I mean, nobody took ownership of the Renegades. It, it, they never had fan support from the day they started playing football. But I, now, I, 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 go ahead, Charles. I was just going to say, they were a shit show right from the beginning, and they yeah. never got better. No. No. You didn't like wet t-shirt thing? I thought that was well, great, that was actually. The, that was the <laughs> Klebermans again, and I'm sorry. I know Lana <laughs> Klebermans, a member of our, our uh, a member of our, um, of our Let's Talk CFO group, and uh, he makes a lot of good points, actually, in a lot oh, of stuff. He, he very good points. I'm, but I'm glad he was he's a there. Terrible, I'm sorry, he was a terrible owner. He had, they owned teams three times. They failed all three. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, he's a good guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but they were not good owners. They were always trying to push one gimmick after another. Dexter Manley, Mardi Gras Night, all these different things, and people didn't buy into it. They're the they were short man of the CFL. building it properly. Okay. I mean, they don't have as. Go ahead. You you cannot. Den- you cannot deny Gleiberman's passion for the CFL. Well, no, I'm oh, not no, saying no. Uh, I wouldn't, but he that doesn't necessarily be a good owner. And he kept coming back and came coming back. And in the Facebook group, I agree with him far more than I disagree with him. Oh, sure. And he has got, he's got some insight that none of us have ever seen. And and I respect that, and I and, and I, I use it as often as I can. I love it when Lonnie speaks up. But yeah, the, it, it, it was to good friend Charles. It was a shit show in Ottawa. Oh. Yep. It was. But just I did like the wet t-shirt gimmick. night. Okay, come on, that was good. And I mean, I I think Ottawa maybe the fan base is changing a little bit because some people are getting older and they can appreciate the CFL. And let's face it, Ottawa doesn't have as much competition, for example, as as the Lions have. Well, I mean, fine. how many guys, you guys are in BC, how many guys do you know in BC that you know that have Seahawks season tickets and not Lions season tickets? I know a couple. Okay. And I know a couple as well. Mm-hmm. And I I find that, you know, obviously they, they're not sold on the CFL. That's why they go to Seattle games. So, I don't know. I, I, well, the thing is, they got one of the, the guy I know, the one guy I know real well that has Seahawks season tickets still goes to Lions games. I don't know if he's a season ticket holder, but he still does go to Lions games. So, right. um, here, Here's the, the problem that I see with the, this scenario here. I've been to Ottawa. I actually like the city, apart from its politics. Um, you can drive anywhere in that city in 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay? Anywhere. From, from the suburbs in downtown in 10 minutes. It's, it's not far to go anywhere. You can walk most places in that city. Mark, you've told me before you're a 10-minute walk from IGF. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Could you imagine, Charles, what that would be like? Huh. No kidding. 
I've it's got, two uh, hours for me yeah. to get to the stadium when I lived in Abbotsford. Two hours. Yeah. Especially on like a, if they got like a Friday night game and you're battling end of the week rush hour, you're leaving home. My, back when I was, um, I used to work with my uh, father-in-law for his company years ago, back in the the mid 2000s, and we had season tickets that year. We would literally have to leave work at 2:30 in the afternoon to make it in for the seven o'clock kickoff. That's how bad the Vancouver traffic was. Now this is before they did the upgrades to the freeway uh, that they did for the Olympics, so it has improved, but it's it's not substantially better. You still got to leave by five o'clock to get there for seven. Oh yeah, you have, if you've left probably at five o'clock, you look, you're missing. Four, you're going to be scrambling for parking if you leave at five o'clock. Yeah, it's a long commute. And, and that's one of the downsides to being a fan in BC. I mean, yeah, I don't know. So I, Ottawa has that small town appeal to it, where it's not an inconvenience to go to the games. Okay. I don't. I don't know what I, what Calgary's like. I was at Will's. We were at the stadium in ten minutes. He drives really fast. I don't know if we were really far away. If we got there in a hurry, or he actually is close and just drove around a little bit. I'm not sure what it was. But um, Calgary's not that big of a town. You can get all over the place. It's it's well yeah, laid Calgary, out. It, Calgary. It, Calgary is set up so well that you can get it anywhere in 15 minutes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I mean, Vancouver is not. And, and God forbid one thing happened on that freeway, and you don't move for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, it's funny because I, I remember a long time ago I had a friend, and he's my mentor, and he was considering he was, he was going to retire, and he thought he wanted to retire to Vancouver. So Good luck and he was a he he was a sales guy, and so he moved to Vancouver about a year before he was ready to retire, and he got a sales job there. And he was there for seven months, and he basically said not a fucking chance, and he moved back to Calgary. Yeah, because he said the commute to anything was horrid. Mm-hmm. You know, where in where in Calgary as a sales guy you could probably make ten or fifteen calls. He said in Vancouver you're lucky if you got two or three in. So Well, you have to actually segregate them and, and put so many in one area and then go somewhere else right. because right. if you got right. a sales call in North Vancouver, Langley, Richmond, you're not do you make three of them in a day. You'll never make it in time. I know I am an outside salesperson in the lower mainland. Yeah. Just it's not not possible or feasible. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. I tried that one time. It took me like 11 hours. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I don't know how... I understand... The Blacks have a lot of obstacles in this off season, with the the dismal season they had last year and the shitty weather and a lot of things. But I think that they built a fan culture. It, it would be different if the CFL didn't play and the Senators did and MLS 
did, and, and, and you know, there was other competitions of sports, and but there was no Red Bulls. I, I would understand them being a very tough time to recover from that. Uh, the same with Lions. I don't, th- don't think the Lions would recover if we were having a, a, a full CFL, uh, uh, NHL season. I'm sure that they will. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Okay. CFL money is with the best players by position. Mm, how did this go? This is an interesting one, isn't it? What was it? I'll read you the actual headline. Yeah, I, I didn't know they were doing this. I just saw this uh, recently. I'm like, okay, I didn't even know that CFL.ca was doing this. Uh, it, it's actually uh, Pat Steinberg, Steinberg and his Monday morning quarterback. And he's going by position of who is the best quarterback, who's the best defensive end, who's the best defensive tackle, who's the best receiver. And uh, in the money positions, who are they? And I so do not agree with this guy, but hey. (laughs) Especially on quarterback, I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure that. I'm pretty – you know what? I have a hard time – Arguing one way or the other on the quarterback position, not on the receiver. There's not a hope in hell I could take Brandon Banks over Brian Burnham. No, the Banks is that's to back it no. up though. For that? a couple years, I... Burnham's been doing it way longer. Just two straight years over 1,800 yards. Where he was on pace for 1,800 two years ago when he got the injury. He he takes the ball and he runs like a son of a bitch down the other end. And I'm not going to make a will comment about this, but that's what we expect him to do. Okay? Does he make highlight catches? No. Does he make amazing? No. He just takes the ball and runs. Okay? He's a kick return turned into a receiver. And all he does is outrun everybody else. Is he fast? Hell yeah. Without question. receiving he, touchdowns last year. Is he a little small, untouchable little player? Is he hard to catch? Yes. All of those things are correct. Is he the best receiver? No. He does not have really good hands. My opinion, he couldn't pull off half the catches that Brian Burnham's did last year. That's what makes you a receiver not running with the ball. That makes you a running back or a runner or a kick returner or something else. I don't know. Yes, he's got 13 receiving touchdowns. That's amazing. 12 the year before. 11. 12. You sure? I thought that's what it said. I don't have my phone in front of me. I think it's 11. Oh, here's something that I'd like to talk to you guys about. The CFL, what is the CFL league office doing right now? Is there much that they could be doing right now? 
They're asking the government yeah. for money. I, I understand that. But, you know, th- is there any... There, there, there's, there's really not much they can do right now. They don't have training camp. They didn't have combines. They, you know, there's a lot of spare time for the employees there. Agreed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fix, fix the fucking app. Uh, Do you use I've the CFL on, app? I've given up on that app. I deleted like, that seriously. app. Crap. It's, it's horrid. One of the worst apps I have ever seen. Oh. BC Lions it's one's not much better. Uh, seriously, I mean, like, fix your app. Today I was looking for stats. I needed this player's stats. Somebody was making a stupid comment. I think it was Mark. And I, I needed some stats to back up my argument, so I quickly flipped over to the CFL app, and no, couldn't do it. There was nothing there. It said, page not found. Not, <laughs> not only that, you ever try and find a score on that app during a game? Something that should be, like, extremely basic. And it's always a pain in the ass. It's either not updated, it's, like, 15 minutes behind... You can't get proper games. It's just terrible. I mean, I stopped going there and went going to TSN instead because, quite frankly, that app was useless. You see, you click on it and you can't find what you want. It's awful. <coughs> what I don't like about the TSN app is that it's got all sports. It's not just football. Right, but they have a, a CFL section. You just click on the CFL section and then just it's all CFL stuff. Yeah, and it, and if yep. you're there and you back up, it goes back to the main one. It doesn't take you back to the beginning of the CFL. That's true. That is correct. So you know, and and I, and it, the TSN Facebook page absolutely sucks because if you want to find a TSN article on football, you have to go through everything, including beach volleyball. Which I kind of like the pictures, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah, I think here go over the player stats for and, and the first thing they do is bring up 2020 and it says page not found. Sorry, no page was found at this location. And you go, oh okay. Well, let's change the year. Oh, you can't change the year. Come on, you should be able to change the year. No, you can't. Oh, there's the okay. Now I've got it. Oh, look, now it's working. Maybe they're listening they they're updating as they go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My headphones fell off. You'll really like his uh, choice at running back. Yeah, there should be an asterisk on there. Running back? I didn't even... Oh, I didn't even look. Andrew Harris. It's underneath uh, Brandon Banks. Yeah. Well, how do you argue? You can't. Yeah, to be fair, I, I agree with him there. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, think he, was the, he was the number one running back last year in the league, and he suspended for two games. Yeah. Okay. Well, that shows like how you how close he was to 2,000 yards again. But that shows but, you how people don't put much weight into running backs anymore. No. 
He had 1,909 combined yards last year. Yeah. With, That's because... And missed two games. For the most part, Winnipeg didn't have a quarterback. They had to rely on the run. So they had to rely the on the run. No them. different than when Saskatchewan Rough Riders had Darian Durant as their quarterback. Who was the best runner in the, in the league? Corey Sheets. Okay? Because they had to. They didn't have a quarterback. Last year, Winnipeg didn't have a quarterback. We're shit. Even when Matt Nichols was healthy, he, he was still relying on Andrew Harris to carry an out. Okay? Then should the only the time that, easily keyed on that? Yeah. It just it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. But he's the best he's the best runner in, in running back in the CFL today. No arguments. I I can't deny it. I've always liked Andrew Harris. I've always said he was the best running back in the league. Even when Will said, "Oh no, it's John Cornish." No, it wasn't. It was Andrew Harris. No, it was John. He just Cornish. wasn't being. No, he wasn't being utilized the way that it he should John have been Cornish. in BC. Right. He had to go to Winnipeg, and the biggest difference between Winnipeg and BC was he, you know, Winnipeg also has a, would Andrew Harris be that great of a running back if he had BC's O-line? I don't think so. No. Would would, would Andrew Harris be as good a quarterback if, if Winnipeg had a Travis Lule as a quarterback all that time? He would never have got the ball as much. Probably not. You're right. Any but running back needs he, a good running Let's face it. Let's face it, all teams play on their strengths, okay? It's that simple. Correct. And a strength for Winnipeg is Andrew Harris, no doubt about it. It's the O-line. Yeah. And the O-line. Yeah. And steroids. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> I don't care what running back you are. If you don't have a gr- Actually, I'm impressed it took five minutes to get a line like that in here, okay? We, we completely ignored that for this long. I was being an nice and avoiding it. I, I was waiting for it to come out. It had to come out. We somewhere. were all thinking it, but we just didn't want to say it. I, I don't think it's so much that teams play for their strength. Teams play away from their weakness. Sure. Whatever you want to put it, you can put the equation whichever way you kind want of the to. the same thing. But it, it's not. Minutes. Thanks, Charles. Two minutes, CJ. Two minutes? We're not even finished. We didn't even get to talk about Rod Peterson. We're We're saving talk that about Rod Peterson. We'll survive. Oh, I want to talk about Rod. Okay, we're going to... You've got to put this on the list for next week, okay? That's fine. I can it leave it for next week. Yeah. We have to put Rod Peterson on the list for next week. I should have put, put that higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so... We all agree kind of here that Pat Steinberg doesn't know what the fuck he's doing most days, never mind during while well, he's doing this thing here. Uh, best defensive end was Willie Jefferson. Hard to argue with that one. Defensive tackle is Dylan Wynn. Eh, okay. Uh, why, why are those the only positions? Where's the best old line? They're breaking it out uh, gradually, so they, they're doing uh, I so think they got one or two to do positions at a okay. time. Exactly. So let me close off the show then. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 435. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We got the banter about football. It's kind of fun, okay? Uh, we do this often. We do it once a week during the off season. It just seems to be a long off season. I'm going to say good night. You guys take care. Uh, Charles, you do the same. Yes, good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you seven days from now.
and Mark. Good night, everybody, and happy 150th birthday, Manitoba. Wow. That's old. That's older than Will. Uh, Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. And just so you know, BC sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> really? That's the best you can do? How about go else? That's Al's? it, sorry. Go else. 